Hey everyone, it's Colt here, and along I. with Ryan, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dynasty in Depth. Yeah, episode six still going. Episode six still going. Thank you for the loyal listeners out there. That this is why we do it. Yeah, we're trying to help you win, win Dynasty championships. Yeah, and the college season just wrapped up, so kind of a new chapter starting here for your Dynasty leagues. Yes, players are. De- Almost all the players are declared that we expected. Some went back, which was a bit of a bummer. Najee Harris. Who else did we? Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, Tylen Wallace, which we kind of expected with the injury. Uh, Kylan Hill. Yeah. Which, he wasn't that great, but... No. So last week we had the national championship, and there was a lot of future Dynasty assets playing in that game. Who stood out to you the most? Jamar Chase? Wide receiver one, 2021. Man, I can't believe the day he had. And he dropped that that he dropped that touchdown, dropped too. Dropped that touchdown. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow, for the love of God. <laughs> I just can't believe what he did this season. I, I thought to myself, there's probably never going to be another college football player like Tim Tebow. As far as, you know, just kind of what he meant to that school, what he meant to college football. And, you know, Timmy had a little bit longer of a relevancy. Yeah, yeah. But there's been no better season than 2019 Joe Burrow. No, it's historic 60 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. And the craziest thing to me is 72% completion yeah. rating against SEC defenses. He played against cornerbacks that are going to be, he's going to be facing them in the NFL. Yeah. He's going to be couple years. He's going to, hopefully. Yeah. Here, so here it is for you. So Joe Burrow this season against AP top five teams, four and a record, 425 passing yards per game. 19 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 72% completion percentage, 10.3 yards per attempt, which is fantastic, and a yeah. 98 QBR. That's insane. Against top five teams. That's insane. We'll see what Jamar Chase looks like next year without Joe Burrow, without Brady. Does it matter to you? No, I I would. Actually, I kind of hope he has a down year yeah. so he falls in rookie drafts because we know what he is. We know if he's on a decent offense with a quarterback that can get him the ball. He will be a stud at the next level, and he's going to continue to develop. Yeah. Is he your way, way, way too early non-quarterback 101? Mm. Yes. Hmm. I would say yes. The only competition would be Rondell Moore, maybe Bateman from Minnesota. Yeah. The running backs, we don't, we're not seeing same same running backs that we're seeing coming out this year. Of course, ETN hasn't declared as of when we're recording this podcast yep. yet, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that seemed like that would be an easy one. Yeah. Higgins did. So, uh, it was upsetting to see him get hurt again in the championship mm-hmm. game. But that happens. What about Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilar? He was pretty. He didn't get a lot of touches, but he was pretty efficient with his touches. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he had a really good season. He had another what, 110 rushing yards, 54 receiving yards. I, I'm just looking at this box score. I can't believe Chase <laughs> had 221 and two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson really inserted himself into kind of you know a potential top five rookie wide receiver for next year with his just really amazing season. I didn't also didn't realize the season that he had. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, I know that when. Burris tosses 60 touchdowns that they've got to go to someone, but holy cow. We could see, who knows, we could see Chase and Justin Ross again in the national championship next year. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't think LSU is going to be the same team, though. No. 
So that wraps up the college, and we are going to continue wrapping up going through our off-season buys and sells. We finished up the AFC last week, and we are going to continue on to the NFC East. Yeah, hopefully you guys already bought and sold some of the players hopefully. in the AFC, and we can move on. Like we said before, though, if you're using draft picks, we would recommend waiting until after the combine they're going to gain value or during your rookie draft. Yeah. Uh, they have the most value then. These are more players. I like to take a look at my roster, my dynasty roster, and look for maybe not necessarily holes, but players. Look for players that I think are going to increase in value. I, I heard on a podcast that dynasty is a lot like the stock market. You want to buy assets that are going to increase in value because even if you don't need them on your team, you can always sell them. Yeah. And you want to sell assets that are at their peak because you are not going to get any more value out of them. Some players are kind of like used cars. They might have more value to you than they're actually worth. So you keep them on your team. It's like a blue chip stock. You know, it's, you yeah. know it's going to have a good return. It's just not going to be one of the leaders in return. But you know it's not going to be a dud. Right. And you need players like that on Old your team. Old reliable. Old reliable. Larry Fitzgerald yeah. coming back for 17th year. So as we continue on, we are going to start with the East and the Dallas Cowboys. Do you have anyone you'd like to buy from the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I think that I'd like to toss out an offer for Michael Gallup. Yeah. Um, I saw moving on to January ADP, uh, DLF ADP, I saw he was wide receiver 27. And I thought, yeah, that, I thought that was a little low. I mean, he broke out the season 1,100 yards on 112 targets, uh, which is you know pretty efficient. Uh, he, he only played games. 14 games. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just really like the way he uh, meshed with Dak in year two. Going into year three is always something I look for. Um, the weird part about him when I was kind of doing a little research on the on the advanced stats was he dropped 11 balls in 2019, and mm. his drop rate was close to 10%. Now, I went back and analyzed his college seasons and saw some uh, couple tweets from PFF that said that Gallup had led all 2018 draft-eligible college wide receivers with a 0% drop rate in the red zone. And his drop rate overall was very low. So I, I want to think that that's a little bit of an anomaly. Yeah. So um, entering 24, uh, I'm sorry, entering year three as a 24-year-old, you know, if Amari Cooper sticks around, which it sounds like the Cowboys are going to try everything they can to do that, he keeps taking primary coverage. I don't see why his ceiling isn't more like, I don't know, wide receiver 14 or 15. Yeah. So if I can buy 10 spots um, for the right price, I'm definitely interested in that. What type of uh, – would you pay a first? Uh, what what, what uh, End of first? We'll say middle of first. I don't know. That's a good question. I think, honestly, I'd want to see how the draft shakes out. Um, if, you know, there's so many factors. And this is why, you know, Colt brought up a good point about – Hold your picks, um, hold your picks until closer to the draft, because we just don't know. I mean, ETN might not declare, and then who knows? Yeah. You get two running backs that end up going on in the third round to you know crappy spots, and you know all of a sudden see, those top picks are super valuable yeah. because it's condensed of what what's available. Yeah. So if I'm going to move a first, I I think you know if I'm we're talking non super flex pick nine through twelve, like I think I would right away. Um, but any higher than that, I think I would just kind of wait and see how things shake out. What, what say you? Yeah, I, I, I think most if, if you're paying attention, you recognize Gallup had a great year, thousand yard receiver. Second, he he broke out this year. He missed two games. I but he he's too expensive for me mm -hmm. because the trades mm -hmm. I saw. I think if you really want to 
want to get him, you are going to have to pay a first plus unless that's a high first. So if you're at the back end of the first, a lot of the trades I saw back end of the first, I think the owner obviously is very happy. He was maybe wide receiver five, six in the draft last year. So that's good value for that owner. And then after the year that he had, I think it would be tough to pry him from the current owner. Um, 75% college dominator. So he, yeah. he was a really good prospect. And if Cooper's gone, do you think his value increases? I think it increases. I think everyone would just assume his target share increases. Yeah, if, if nothing ultimate. else, you know, I think his targets increase. And I agree with you about that's tough. Uh, I want CD Lamb over him. I want probably Jerry Judy or T Higgins over him at this point, depending yeah. on obviously we know all three of them are going to have good draft capital. So more based on landing spot, you know, I think for Gallup, I'm thinking more like, could I move Adam Thielen and a mid second to move, yeah, to move that right. up? That, that's something more I'd be more interested in. That's that makes sense. That makes sense. And do you think Dak will be back next year? I do. Yeah. They I would think, be really stupid not to, but yeah, I think Dak and Cooper will both be back. Okay. Uh, well, I hope they are. I had I had Gallup as a note, but I had no one that I was would try to buy. I don't think. Yeah, unless sense. I get a deal like like you said. How about a sell? I think there's going to be a common theme uh, amongst from what I've seen on fantasy Twitter about offseason sells from the Cowboys. Um, Jason Wynn? No, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I don't I don't know. I would consider. Zeke at the right price. I, I'm the thing is Zeke's RB five. I think that's the right price for him. Cooper's wide receiver ten. I think that's the right price for him. Dak's QB six. Am I missing something? I, I have Zeke. Yeah, that makes sense. He's I on mean, a second contract. He mm-hmm. has over thirteen hundred career touches. Uh, the big contract that he got. We see it happen year after year after year. If you think he, you should sell him next year. If you think next year is the time to sell, if you think 2021 is the year you should sell him, you should probably sell him this year. I agree with that because he's going to be worth a ton. Have you looked up any trades? Yeah. Multiple firsts. So right? I saw DJ Moore and two firsts. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm selling Zeke. <laughs> uh, Geis, Henry, and a second. Yeah. So there was, there was a, yeah. DJ Moore and two firsts is a ransom. Yeah. 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 That That's what I would be looking for. I can get, I can swap Zeke for a wide receiver and two firsts and grab another running back out of this deep class. Well, deep so far, Cam, you know, Akers or Dobbins or ETN or something like that. Man, yeah. Yeah, we want to pound we want to pound running backs in the rookie drafts if possible. We don't want to, you know, you don't want to jump tier too much. You know, you don't want to take, you know, running back seven or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You don't want to take him over C D Lamb if they're not in their same tier, but you're always going to want to take the running backs that are in the same tier as the wide receivers. And just like you said, if I can move on for a couple firsts from Zeke, I think RB5 is his right price, right. but this is going to be peak price still. I don't see him growing in value. No, he's not. he is not going to increase in value. Do you think McCarthy higher changes Zeke's outlook? I don't know. See, I, I know some people are really high on the McCarthy higher, and some people are really down on it. I'm actually not sure what to think. I don't think he was as bad with Green Bay as some people – I, he didn't have a lot to work with other than Rodgers. So I'm interested to see how he deploys having some pretty good weapons in Cooper, Gallup, Zeke. Right. Is he going to get Pollard involved? I, I I don't know. Lacey had some good years yeah. under McCarthy. <laughs> and if he can get Lacey to have 1,300-yard seasons, then 
with Zeke and all the other weapons, you would expect the expect the same. So it, it could depend on your situation. How about a rookie you'd like to see on the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I think um, the defense is pretty good for the Cowboys. Um, I'd really like to see them increase their weapons just a little bit. I, I like Jared Pinkney from uh, the tight end from Vanderbilt. I think ever since I, I was going to say ever since Witten left the team, but you know, we don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> he's still on the team, but let's just say he's gone. Um, but you know, good size, above average receiver, and and a good pass blocker, which I think the Cowboys will always be, you know, in some respect looking for. Um, Pinkney's got a really interesting profile, ninety fifth percent breakout age, seventieth um, percent uh, dominator. So you know, I think he's a I think he's a nice nice tight end. Yep. Um, you know, could they grab him in round three and get some value there? I think I'd really like that. What about you? Yeah, I I also have a tight end, but I have Hunter Bryant. From Washington, he is a undersized move tight end. He's kind of more of a, I mean, we'll we will see where he tests, but he's only twenty oh, coming wow. out of coming out right now. Um, he had what did he have this year? He had eight twenty five and three this year as a junior, which is pretty is fairly good for a tight end. Like I said, he's an undersized move tight end. Maybe Ingram Light. I don't. He is not going to test like Ingram, but. I think he would be a he could be a good tool in their passing game. When is the last time we saw a, a, a tight end this young? Was it Ebron? This is really young for yeah, a tight end. Yeah, seventieth um, almost seventieth percentile dominator, eighty fifth percentile yards per reception, eighty second percentile breakout age. Yeah, well, and that and so if he was yards yards per reception fifteen point nine, that's huge for a tight end. Yeah, um, so if Hunter Bryant would end up with Dallas in round two, let's say. Are you interested in him based on his size, 6'2", 239? We'll get official measurements at the Combine. But is that someone you're interested in? Um, or is this like a stay-away type of um, prototype for you as far as tight end goes? Sure, I'm interested in the third or fourth round. Uh, absolutely, yeah. 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 Preface that with third round is the earliest you would ever take a tight end. Absolutely, yeah. and I think that's true for almost any tight end. We had the great class with Najoku and OJ Howard and Evan Ingram, but we see how that worked out. Ugh. A lot of people paid up for that. I don't typically, I prefer a tight end that's on the field for three downs and he won't be, I don't know much about his blocking. If he can block, he is not the typical size that you'd like for a tight end or in the red zone or for pass blocking or, or for run blocking or anything like that he better be electric at the combine yeah that's i mean he has to have like i said evan ingram type numbers for me to be interested in him and ingram is the reason i changed my tune on that because even if you're not on the field for three downs if you're on the field for 90 percent of the passing downs and you're running routes on 80 90 percent of the downs you're on the field for that's all we care about and yeah in fantasy football touchdown numbers would be a little bit lower because typically when you're Red zone touchdown numbers, but um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. Moving on to the New York football giants. Anyone you would be interested in buying from the New York Giants? No. No. Yeah, I think the wide receivers, I'm not really, to be honest, interested in any of them, at especially at their at their value. Um, Barkley's RB2. I don't know what you can do with that. Uh, Danny Dimes is QB11, which I find to be oddly high um and evan ingram tight end four i mean i don't know tight ends kind of a weird landscape in general but i'm not i'm not buying top 10 tight ends i agree just in general i'm not interested in anyone on the giants to buy 
How about to sell? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to sell Barkley. Um, You're selling Barkley? Yeah, at RB2, I mean, he's definitely at his, he's obviously at a ceiling. I, I love Barkley, obviously, but I don't love the Giants' offense. Um, like I said, at RB2, uh, he's got nowhere to go. I would just like to see what I could get with for him. I, pro- I don't know if I would sell right now. Maybe, maybe give it the first couple games of the season when he blows up because he is going to blow up. Gettleman's already said, oh, look at all the teams in the NFL that are having success (laughs) in the playoffs. They're all running teams, which is totally off. Um, But you can just hear it in his voice that Barkley's going to get a ton of touches. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm if I'm own Barkley, I'm, you know, I'm I really would sell. But I want to see what I can get for him. You know, I saw a trade for three first rounders. Yeah. Uh, Would would that be enough for you? I mean, if you were getting Uh, picks two five and eight i mean yeah that i mean that's valid i mean that's that's not a that's not too much to you know i see a trade alvin kamara and joe mixon for saquon Barkley. that's a, that's so easy yeah, for me i mean instant yeah, accept smash 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 accept uh, i'd also consider selling just as a little bonus i'd also consider selling danny dimes in a super flex um i don't Ooh, really care about quarterbacks in a one quarterback right. league but danny dimes in a super flex Superflex quarterback eleven just seems high to me. I I know we've talked about this, but I'd rather take Dar- I'd rather have Darnold a few spots later. Yeah. Um. I, I just I don't really get the QB eleven thing. Yeah, especially with the they want like you just said they want to run the ball. Yeah. Um. What about you? What's your sell? I have Darius Slayton as oh, yeah. my sell. He was an athletic fifth round pick, and you probably got him off your waiver wires or late in dynasty drafts. I saw a second for him. If I can get a second for Darius Slayton, I am selling right away. And Yes, smash. A couple of reasons. I mean, he had a great year. Uh, Not a lot of rookies did what he did, especially fifth-round rookies. But they were – after Ebron – or Ebron. uh, Evan Ingram got hurt. Tate was hurt. Like, they had no one at receiver. They had undrafted free agents and Darius Slayton. I think – from everything I'm reading, they will probably take a wide receiver early. So this would be a situation where I would want to try to sell before the draft if other owners aren't paying attention. And Tate came back and demanded a lot of the targets. Shepard came back and demanded more of the targets. We saw Slayton kind of fall off. And so if they bring in a third weapon with Evan Ingram back healthy, I don't know where he stands in the totem pole for as a fifth-round wide receiver. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so we're sell- selling Saquon and Slayton. Yeah. <laughs> no one left. We don't want any of these Giants, really. Uh, how about a rookie you'd like to see on the, yeah, on so the I'd New York like to football see, Giants? I'd like to see an actual wide receiver one land in New York. I think that the Giants believe that they have their quarterback. Um, you yeah. know, We're not going to debate that on this show, but if they think they have their quarterback, especially at, at such a great price— I'd like to see them, you know, roster full of wide receiver threes is what I see right now on their team. So uh, they've got the fourth pick. Um, I'd love to see them, you know, because Miami's got the fifth. Um, yeah. Carolina's got the sixth, maybe, I think. Yeah. So these are quarterback needy teams right behind them. I'd love to see them move back a few spots, ideally, and then pick up like a CD land. Oh, San Diego has the Yeah, six. okay, yeah. even better. So you yeah. got Miami, San Diego, then you have Carolina, all teams that are just desperate for a quarterback. I'd love to see them move down from four to a couple <clears throat> spots back, pick something else up, and grab my man CeeDee Lamb yeah. to give uh, Danny Dimes a real wide receiver one. I have Jerry Judy because yeah, perfect. I, I don't. Uh, I think 
all off season the the debate is going to be C D Lamb versus Jerry Judy. I haven't watched much Jerry Judy, but uh, from everything I read, he's an elite route runner. He mm-hmm. was a five star, four or five star prospect coming out. He had a early 82nd percentile breakout, but his dominator was low. He was competing against a lot of good receivers at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dominator, 25, 25.1%. He commanded the offense, which is 36th percentile. And the initial. Uh, when Rotoviz created the breakout age, they required a 30% dominator. So technically, there's a lot of analytics people that believe he never truly broke out. A lot of people that have models that say he never broke out. So yeah. he's not a tier one. You know, I got to be honest, though. I'm looking at his true sophomore year at 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah, the raw numbers a, are. With a 75% catch rate. <laughs> and, you know, that's good enough for me, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, you, you're right though. He's, he is an elite route runner. Um, I, I'm very excited and excited and interested to see what hit both him and CD lamb. I don't think either of them are going to burn. Um, but I, I'm hoping they have at least the requisite amount of athleticism to get, to keep my excitement peaked. Yep. Um, but yeah, just Judy, you can just see in the stats. I know we played with Tua as well, but I mean, it just really efficient 75% catch rate the following year, 70% catch rate. Yeah, I think that would be a great pick for them. But, you know, that would that would really help Danny out. Absolutely. So moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyone you'd like to buy? No. Um, no? I like Miles Sanders, but RB12-ish, that sounds right for him. Um, I think the wide receivers on this team have very little value to me personally. I think if you're a believer in J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, um, I'm, I'm not really a believer. Like... Uh, I guess I wouldn't mind if he was my wide receiver six or five right. or six on my team, but I'm not a huge believer. Um, I'd say it's time to buy him at wide receiver 54, but I'm personally not interested. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to at least do something your rookie year, show something, have a game here Especially or there. with the group that, he, that Carson was trying to throw to. There was no one out there, and mm-hmm. he was still not re- demanding targets. Like he, wasn't, he was not getting targets, so he was not getting open. And I really didn't like his college film either. It, it was very... Um, you know, he looked kind of like he was running in sand and it was, it was more of just box the guy out and get some body position. And that just doesn't work in the NFL as well. Right. Right. I have someone I would be interested in buying Yeah, and it's going to contradict everything we've been telling you to do, but I would buy Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I get that. Uh, he's an athletic 25 year old tight end. He's still somewhat isolated by Zach Ertz, but he was top 10 in targets last year. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of that was from injuries, but he has... Tight end, one overall upside to me. Uh, He's a three-down tight end. We talked about he has a size. I saw him do a backflip at one of his camps, which is insane for someone his size. Plus, he looks like a 40-year-old dad. Yeah, which is awesome. Which I appreciate as a tight end. And he was a jackrabbit in college. Yeah, really all checks every box. Checks every box. (laughs) I saw trades for a second, uh, trades for Ebron, uh, Doyle, and Hyde. So any of that, I think I would – Dallas. Would you would you break your um, uh, third round and later yes. rookie? You would break it for him for Goddard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if, if you're getting year. potential, if you believe you're getting potential uh, tight end one upside in the middle or late second, I mean, yeah, it depends on your your situation. Like, preferably, I want to try to buy someone cheaper like Ian Thomas or mm-hmm. John U. Smith. We talked about before someone like that, but I don't think they have the upside or Goddard, and he has second round draft capital. So the Eagles, they want to use him, even if Ertz is – I don't know what they're going to do with Ertz. I'd, he'll be back, but, man, 
that upside of Goddard is massive. And we know Carson Wentz likes throwing to the tight ends. He's shown that his whole career. Right. How about someone you'd like to sell? Well, segue into Zach Ertz. (laughs) I'd like to sell Zach Ertz. He's still January DLF ADP, still going as tight end five. Um, So if you can find a tight end needy team, I think moving on from Gertz is, or yeah, Gertz. So Gertz, Goddard, so, yeah, Gertz. right. Um, I think moving on from Gertz is the call. I like, I, and literally in my notes, I have I like Goddard better in Dynasty than Ertz right now. Yeah. So, you know, Ertz has two years left on his current deal. He's pretty expensive. I think the Eagles could get out after 2020 if they wanted. I know that Ertz and Wentz, you know, have some type of relationship. Yeah. Um, but I think the tight, the wide receiver room is so shallow for the Eagles right now that, uh, I mean, 2020 is going to be the year of 12 personnel for, for the Eagles anyways. Absolutely, man. And he is fetching quite a bit. I just, on the DLF trade finder, Zach Ertz for Goddard and a Joku in a 2023rd. Yeah, I would take that. I, I think he, a lot of people will see his name and he had another really good year. He was tight end three, I think on the year. I sold him last offseason thinking he was not going to be able to repeat. He did. Uh, he was a little slow to start off the year. He, he didn't have the same consistency. But I think that's a good sell. I did, I had no one as a sell. Uh, I guess I, I would agree with you, though, on selling on selling Ertz. I think you have to hold Sanders. I think if someone's willing to give you a second or a third for Whiteside, I don't know who would do that. But if I could buy back some of that lost production that I paid for last year, I would definitely do that. Olshan is kind of interesting. I, I see a lot of people think he's a cheap offseason buy. Uh, he was pretty good when he played last year, but, you know, I mean, just like anything. It's, yeah. Is Alshon playing? Yeah, exactly. How about a rookie? Yeah, so I would um, – this team is obviously very wide receiver needy, so – I'd like, uh, I think T Higgins in the first round is a good fit for them. But I also think that, um, you know, this, this wide receiver class is, is pretty deep, um, at least in day one, day two. Would you agree with that? So someone is going to fall. Um, you know, there is going to be a few guys that are, you know, like uh, Jalen Rager or something that we're saying, Oh, he's a potential first round pick or Jefferson. Yeah. And, and they're going to end Chenault. up as a round two yeah. guy. So give me Higgins in round one or Rager in round two. I think I think almost honestly, almost any wide receiver could fit. Um, it's it stinks that they completely wasted a second round pick last year, just like many people did on, on the wide yeah. receivers in last year's class. But um, yeah, give me give me a wide receiver early. Um, I think they need speed bad. Yep. So that's why I have Jalen Rager, yep. who is going to blaze at the combine. 18.7-year-old breakout, 95th percentile, 36.7% dominator, 73rd percentile in his yards per reception, 14.5. So he's the real deal. Where do you think he's going to go in the draft? I, this, Yeah, who knows? You think late first, early yeah, second? Yeah, I think late first, early second. Yeah. And that's what the Eagles, they pick kind of late. I think it's in the 20s. Yeah, I mean, they, were, they lost in the first I know, round. I know so. they picked right before Buffalo. Okay. So... I know they'll be swiping. 21. 21. Yep. Swiping a wide receiver from us right yeah. before. <laughs> Which, if for Dynasty, we'd rather see a wide receiver go to Philadelphia anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Moving on to the last team in the NFC East, the Washington Redskins. The dumpster fire that is the Washington Redskins. You buying anyone from this mess of a team? 
<sighs> it's really I always think about the Redskins and the Bengals as two teams I you know I really don't want to own players from. They're just the organizations are a mess. Um, I mean Miami is not a great team, but at least some I think Miami is willing to change up coaching. It's willing to change up ownership. Right. Redskins were finally seeing bring in a real re- coach in Riverboat Ron. Um, finally, Allen is not is not going to have as much influence, which has to be good. Yeah. So I think if I'm in a super flex, I'd like to at least toss out an offer for Dwayne Haskins. He's quarterback 23. Um, you know, I, I liked his profile and draft capital coming out of Ohio State. I think that Riverboat Ron will definitely add some much needed stability. Um, you know, super flex only. I think that it's going to be very easy for his value to bump up a few spots. Yep. Um, you know, he's got he's got uh, McLaurin there that he's pretty comfortable with, and um, I, I could definitely see them adding another wide receiver because there's not much going on there. Um, just yeah, I would little, think they want to build around him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'd also toss out an offer for Darius Geis just as a little bonus. Um, he is – so Haskins is QB 23, and Geis in the January – uh, ADP is RB23, which I get. I, I get how you can fall that far. I mean, he's been in the league for two years and has played uh, like two games? Three, yeah. Three games. Yeah. Which, I think he played which yeah, three is, last is, year. I, I get it. We love the profile. We love the tape. We loved a lot of things about him, but that's not a trajectory. No. That that that's that road has not been uh, you know plowed very often, <laughs> missing the first two years. So, But... At RB23, I think that is such a crazy landscape for running backs after 15 that anybody in that late teens or 20s I'm willing to buy. And if it doesn't work out, you know, that is what it is. But Right. I, I had Geis as my, as my buy. Uh, he, he ran a 4.49 at 5.11, 224. There's not a lot of people like him on this earth and i know the injuries suck but he's he'll turn 23 to start the year Mm -hmm. so he's still he came out he was really young i'm no doctor but i read a study on orthopedics and trauma surgery and research paper found that 60 percent of patients that have have a meniscal lesions after an acl tear so it makes sense that's what happened to him he had the acl It, it, it takes almost a full two years to recover from a full acl tear and then he—that's when he had his uh, his MCL sprain was after after the ACL tear, and who knows what caused it? But that's all been in the same leg. So, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but everything I read, the best precursor to injuries is having injuries. So he's more likely to be continue that sort of injury. But I saw Sony Michelle for Geis, and I'd love to get out from under Sony oh, Michelle yeah. for Geis. Uh, Gordon for Geis in a second. So if I can get Geis and then pick up a second-round pick, carry on for a third and a fourth in Geis. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no, carry on. Uh, I had that written down. I don't know. What What about carry on for Geis straight up? Both no. injury? Yeah, I still want carry on. You still want carry on? I think I do. Mm. I, I like the Detroit offense a little better. Um, carry on also very young. But Carry on is very young. I don't know. I feel like the the I like Geis's ceiling definitely more than Carry on, but like somewhere in the floor to ceiling comparison, I, I want to sell both to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, what 
They brought actually. In, I don't even know where Carry On is right now. So he's thirteen. He's, he's oh, RB thirteen. He's RB thirteen. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. That RB is so tough. The yeah, landscape is. is so tough after ten. Uh, I know I want to buy guys at twenty three. Let's put it that way. Okay. How about a sell? How about a sell? Uh, well, there's not a lot of good players on this team. <laughs> um, you know, I saw McLaren at wide receiver twenty eight. Part of me thinks that's probably the right price, but the other part of me thinks I probably got him for like a late second, early third in the rookie yeah. draft. And if I can get a first for him or an yeah. early second, I, I then I would, first. I would I would cash out then. I mean, he's, he'll be 25 to start the year, which you don't really think about since he was a rookie last year, but he was, I think he redshirted this one year and then was there for the full four years. So he came out after five years in school. So he's a little bit older, like maybe you get two or three more good years out of him. Haskins still has to develop. If I can get a first for him, I saw trades for Miles Sanders for that's crazy or right? carry on. We yeah. were just talking about yeah, for any it, yeah any of that. If someone uh, he's athletic, he's a four star prospect. His his profile looks good. A little bit of a surprise. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. The year that he had slowed down a little bit in the middle of the year, which was to be expected. Because the team was so bad. Yeah. So are we we adding another rookie receiver to this, the Redskins, or you got someone else you got your eye on? I think they need a lot of help. Um, they've got no second round pick also. Mm. Um, so I'd love to see if uh, maybe Justin Jefferson made it to the top of the third. I mean, they they draft uh, what like pick two. So yeah, their 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 third is like you know end of second. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see maybe someone like Justin Jefferson. He's become a little bit of a household name thanks to the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he had a great junior year. And, um, you know, I think he looks like a pretty good route runner, some good yak. Um, Do you see that play he made in the championship where he just stopped on a dime and all the Clemson defenders flew his by lady, him? Yeah. The, yeah, so, you know, I think him and McLaren could be a really nice 1A, 1B punch for mm, Haskins. It's interesting. I had T. Higgins, who yeah. we talked about before. Where, where, think, do you, where would they get them at? Where would they get him at? I guess if they don't have a second, they're yeah. not going to take it first. I mean, teams always move around and yeah. do different stuff. Yeah. They'd have to move back up in the second yeah. or in the first round. Uh, but well, we both agree they need weapons. They do need weapons. Badly. And offensive line yeah, and well, defense. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Trent Williams. He's is, probably not going to be around. No, I, I wouldn't think so. All right, well, thank you for tuning in as we continue down our off-season buy-sells and checking out the rookies. We're getting really excited about this upcoming rookie class now that the college football is over, and we will have lots of good content and analysis on the incoming rookie class. Tune in next week as we continue on to the NFC North. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you.